0: I say for you cross me look both way leaving the scene with no
1: trace not in my life you out of place i'm not at the top i'm out of space and you what i were out of play huh doing fine I'm feeling great you're not my fan you can't relate straight talk going state to state
0: ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages your host is back that's right straight talk wrestling returns and i got a good one as you can see on the screen i have former NXT UK superstar one of the nicest human beings in the world and just an all around badass Help me welcome to Straight Talk Wrestling for the first time, not the last. Wild Boar Hitchman, how are you, sir? Hey, man, I'm good. Thank you for having me on. Oh no, thank you so much for coming on, man. It was like we talked about this a <laughs> few months ago when you were at Battle Arts and you were uh, one of the guest coaches for a couple of weeks. And uh, I'm so glad that we've been able to set this up. Now, I guess that leads to my first question: uh, Coaching is it a big part of what you do now at the later at the uh, at
1: this stage of your career? Um, it's been a big part of. Uh, what I do for the last six years, to be honest, I fell into a coaching position uh, when the previous uh, coach at uh, place called Dragon Pro was no longer able to do it. I said I'd take over for two weeks, and just to kind of see, just to keep it running. And I've kind of been running regular coaching for the last six years. <laughs> I don't I don't run a school anymore though. I'm just I'm just a I'm just one of the head coaches at uh, New Wave Wrestling uh, in. Newport uh, but I did run around Dragon Pro and I was in charge of that coaching uh, for like I said six five or six years um, but yeah it's always been like I said it's been a part of what I do for a long long time I always think it's good to when you get to a certain level and you kind of get you know you you reach some sort of success that you kind of give back and try and bring people up Because in Wales it's such a small we have such a small uh, area. Like The country is incredibly small. And then the wrestling scene is quite small in itself. It's getting bigger now. But like myself, Mark, Eddie, um, Flash, um, who are based in Wales, we all kind of have that. Sorry, Eddie isn't. But we have that philosophy of just giving back and bringing people up and making sure people can get cool experiences like we've been lucky enough to have in wrestling um and plus there's there's a lot of places out there that aren't great you know and will just take money and we we don't we're not that type of place you know what i mean you just want to be able to kind of give a good and safe place for people to learn and get better at wrestling you know Absolutely.
0: And, you know, the the weeks that the few weeks that you guys were down here, uh, I was able to record some of the classes, able to watch you guys in action. And it was incredible to see the the mix of styles because you come out here, you know, come out here to the north. It's already cold. It's already uncomfortable. It's already gloomy. Um, and, you know, you, you make the best of a, a great situation where Battle Arts Academy is one of those is at the forefront of a training facility out here where they bring in the stars from around the world. So you can get those different perspectives work in those different styles, and then all of a sudden, you could become that hybrid, well-rounded wrestler, which is absolutely amazing. I'm sure as you coach down here, you learned a lot from the students here as you gave back.
1: Absolutely, 100%. Whenever you go to different places, um, be, be it in a different country or be it just down the road at another school or something with, that, you, that you're used to train training at, you, you develop new ways of having to coach and having to explain certain things Within wrestling, and get that kind of get a different, different way of wrestling across to the students who you teach teaching. and that itself lends itself to us learning new things. But also, we might show someone something, some a way of doing something in ring, and they might have an an established way of doing it, and then they do it their way, and then we see it we haven't seen it before. And it's like, oh, shit, that was really cool, learning of that. And then that becomes, wow, okay. And then that's opened our eyes a little bit to being like, holy shit, that's that's another way of doing it. There's no way you can do it. I remember watching uh, Fueza um, when I was over there, and he completely blew my mind with some of his movements. Like, So, yeah, yeah, we do learn as much off them as sometimes they learn off us, you know? Absolutely.
0: And you know what's um, – I mean, obviously, I'm a big – I mean, I have, I guess you say a UK background. I am half Scottish, very proud of that side of myself. The other half's Italian. Yeah. Not to say I'm any less proud of Italian, but I am proud of the Scottish side. It kind of ties me in. And I've been very deep in the UK scene for a while, well before NXT UK. The great thing about the internet is you can just type up UK wrestling and there are thousands of options that pop up. So mm-hmm. seeing some of you, I actually discovered you around 2007 is when I discovered a couple, some of your early matches. Because I know you debuted 2002. So I discovered you around 2008,
1: mm-hmm. 2009-ish. Yeah. Wow, fairly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just had to think, I just had to think then, did I wrestle in 2007? <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: oh, I, did, I did discover a lot of stuff and it was incredible to watch you work and to see, and then to see you pop up on NXT UK and that amazing feud that you had with Eddie Dennis. Behind the scenes, obviously not breaking the fourth wall. You guys are very close friends. <clears throat> but on camera you guys had a disdain for one another which culminated in that epic dog collar match now when a when a few guests, sorry can you hear me you broke it up oh
1: no no no
0: no i hate the internet sometimes hello hello can you hear me can you hear me i can hear you now. okay perfect yeah. my connection is up and down there's a little bit of snow falling right now and it's making everything unstable so <clears throat> Back to my question. Uh, when you have a feud that culminates in a dog collar match, that's mm-hmm. kind of the end-all be-all. That's when all bets are off, all rules are out the window, the time for talking and mind games is well over, and now you're just going to beat the crap out of each other. So how does a feud, I mean, how did that feud for you guys culminate in that dog collar match? There could have been so oh, many, no. episodes, but you had to have the, again. To with the dog collar. <laughs> Hello. Hey, can you hear me? I'm sorry about this, Mike. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. All right. Sorry about that. Sorry, the connection. I apologize. I hate the internet. Sucks. I do
1: know what it is. Sorry.
0: So um, the dog collar match, how did, you, how did you decide to culminate in that match? I mean, there could have been so many other options, but you went with probably one of
1: the most gruesome options in wrestling. Well, I mean, he just fit, I think. Um, it's never been... On WWE, I think the last one they did was Davey Boy Smith and Vader, potentially Vader. I think that was the last one they actually did on any WWE TV. Mm-hmm. Um, that and that might have been the only one on WWE. I'm I don't know. But um, when we were thinking about it, we were thinking, how you know, do we? Is it, you know, is it Street Fight or is it No DQ or is it wherever? And I was like, well, it's kind of. Been it gets done quite a lot, or well, doesn't get done a lot. Dog collar match, you know. So that's kind of what we wanted, really, and it and it happened. It did. It was probably one of my favorite moments of NXT UK of
0: 2022. Right before I guess kind of everything shut down. But um, you know, being in a dog collar match, it hits different. Watching a dog collar match, it's absolutely entertaining. It's the most entertaining thing in the world. But being in it, I'm sure I'm sure you come out different. Is that is
1: that the case? I mean, yeah, you can't plan and you can't pre you don't really know what you're gonna do and you don't know how the chain is gonna react to what you do. Because the chain is an inanimate object. You know, if you are throwing a clothesline, if you throw a suplex, you know how the other person is gonna land. But what you don't know is how that person landed affects the chain and what happens to the chain once they land. And there was a couple of times where the chain whacked me in the face. So I landed on the chain and that was something I just didn't foresee happening. Um, so that hurt like, uh,
0: yeah, yeah, no, for sure. You, you absolutely, you can't plan for it. I mean, Murphy's law would come into effect for that for sure. But, um, I gotta ask this, When you guys kind of all got the notification that NXT UK was going to be no more, they were going to move away from that direction. There have been whispers and rumors of NXT Europe, which I mean, it's in talks. We're not sure. We don't know. They have just kind of mentioned the idea, but we haven't seen anything come to fruition. Um, What was the vibe in the locker room like? I mean, I'm assuming it was kind of uh, a sad and unsure vibe. But when everybody was told that NXT UK was
1: done, what was going through your head? Uh, my head was thinking, okay, what's next? What do I? What what is what? What do I want to do next? Um, and to be honest, it was like I want to wrestle. I want to go places I wasn't able to go uh, for a couple of years, being on a contract. And Canada was one of them Matt, that came up, and we did that, and that was really cool. Um, and I just thought, okay, well, what? This is a bad situation, but I can dwell on that. I can get, you know, let that kind of get me down and think of all this other stuff that I'm maybe not going to do and there's lack of security. Or I can just think, well, I can just wrestle. I can do, I can kind of do bits that I weren't, weren't able to do beforehand. And I feel like I've done that, you know, and I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying what's happening now. You know, I'm coaching a lot more, uh, resting a lot more, uh, yeah, I mean, like, it's, I, mean, it's, it's, like I said, it's, in conclusion, it's a bad situation, bad thing to happen. But then you make the most of it, right? Because otherwise, absolutely. you just you just dwell. You sit it and you dwell. You get down, and it affects you. And I, I don't want, I didn't want to do that.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Now, um, you posted a picture a couple of days ago. Might have been a week or so ago. Now, uh, you are expecting. You're going to be a papa. How excited that, man. Yeah. You're gonna be a dad.
1: I'm yeah, I'm very excited. Very, very excited. Um, yeah, no, I know that we've been uh, trying for a bit and it finally happened. And uh, yeah, I just, just uh, don't really know what to expect, but I'm looking forward to it. We both are, you know?
0: Absolutely, listen, I, I am a dad of two beautiful girls. They are my life. Uh, girl dads, I gotta tell you, just being a dad in general is awesome but being a girl dad is the coolest thing in the world because I'm able to do things with my daughters. Uh, I, I will, I will not, I'm not ashamed to admit it. Listen, I've been at a tea party. I have had my nails painted. I have had makeup put on. That's what girl dads do. And there's nothing to be ashamed of. And just to see them grow up into a beautiful, well-rounded uh, young girls, and then eventually beautiful, well-rounded women, that's every father's dream. And yeah, I can't. I can't be more ecstatic about that. So, congratulations to you and the missus. And uh, I hope that um, whatever you have, boy or girl, I know that you guys are going to be amazing parents. And I mean, the coolest part about that is, is now you can introduce the next generation to wrestling.
1: That's the coolest part. <laughs> <laughs> Funny you say the the girl dad thing because it's, it's a girl, a little girl we're having. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's a uh, that's that's a really cool. Uh, cool thing for us as well um but yeah is i feel like unless something changes and i just stop watching wrestling which i can't see happening because that hasn't happened in like 30 odd years uh of <laughs> a partner loves wrestling as well so they will be wrestling on in this house a lot and they'll will be, they will be wild boar masks and they will be <laughs> the stuff around the house so they are going to be whether they you know They might hate it. They might grow to resent it because they see it all the time. But (laughs) they will be around it. So I feel like it's going to go one way or the other. (laughs) I don't know.
0: Listen, wrestling was in our house forever. My wife and I are both big wrestling fans. The kids gravitated towards it. We never forced it. We just put it on in the background. Well, who's that dad? Who's that dad? The first match I ever showed the mini host, one of the first matches, was, uh, was SummerSlam. Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio. The, uh, the fight for Dominic. I mean, that's a classic match. Who a good, the custody a good custody for Dominic? And I just remember my uh, I remember the mini host looking at me. She's like, Dad, who's the guy with the mask? I'm like, Well, oh, that's Ray Mysterio. He's like a goat. And then she's like, Who's the other guy? I'm like, That I mean, that is again another goat. What that's the, yeah, yeah, the other goat, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're watching, you're watching two goats. You're watching Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio. <laughs> so she's like, Oh, that's all well, I gotta watch this. And then she saw the stuff with the ladders. And she yeah. was hooked. She actually would only watch ladder matches for a very long time until I kind of branched her out and showed her the other things. But ladder matches, she still she still gravitates to and loves ladder matches uh, to this day. So don't worry about that. If you just have it in the background, they'll find yeah. it on their own. They will find <laughs> it on
1: their own. <laughs> good, good.
0: So I got to ask this: um, Have there been any any interest or any words from? Because we all know that AEW is going to uk uh they are going to have a couple shows here have there been any interest or any uh garnage from aew in terms of getting some of you guys to appear on aew dark when they do go over there nope nothing
1: no no i've not nothing. i've not been contacted no okay all
0: right how to how to just i was curious i asked a couple fans i told him i was going to be sitting down with you like well ask him if Phil, you know he's going to be on it so i asked
1: and there's the answer that's the answer but you never know hey, not nah, hey, amen i mean i would i would jump at a chance but nah Nothing nothing as of yet.
0: Okay, all right. Well, fingers crossed, because I I, I got to see Wild Boar back on my TV because he's a genuine human being and he's a hell of a wrestler. So, um, and the cool thing was, is that uh, not a cool thing, but when you were down here, I know you were battling or recovering from an injury, but you were still mm-hmm. in the ring. You were still helping the students train. I mean, when you're not at 100%, but still to be able to give that guidance and even go in the ring and, and do some lockups, do some maneuvers, do some stuff. How important is that to, like, like when you're coaching, you could easily be on the outside of the ring if you wanted to and just say, okay, guys do this, this, and this, but to get inside and show them, even when you're not at hundred percent, that's, that shows a testament to who you are as a person. So, I mean, that's amazing to do that, but how was that? Were you worried that you might
1: aggravate it further? <laughs> no, <laughs> Ed, I think Eddie was, but <laughs> um, yeah, there's a, so I, I feel I'm, I teach better when I'm hands-on. Um, I, I'm i more physical than I am like spoken word, right? So if I'm showing a certain technique, I need to be able to do it. Plus, I feel like if you're coaching someone, you should be able to practice what you preach. So if I'm, te- as much as possible, don't get me wrong, there's certain things I can't do that I ask other people to do because I know that they are more physically capable than I am, mm. right? But most things I will do myself. So I show people to do. That's why I tend to be why I teach a certain style because I know that that is the way that I I do it. Uh, and I said when, when I was in when I was in Canada, um, I was getting more comfortable with my arm. It was coming my, a lot of movement was coming back. I was able to, a lot of power was coming back because we had access to the fantastic facilities there. We was able to use the gym every day. Um, so I was getting as I was getting more confident. I was kind of doing a little bit more things, and I could see Eddie at the call. My Hitchman, Hitchman. <laughs> and I was like I'm okay Eddie I'm alright and he was like stand over there you talk and I'll demonstrate and I was like ah oh, yeah all right. yeah." I mean it's probably for the best so I'm glad that, I am glad that Eddie was there to rein me in a little bit and be like no like simply I know you I know you can do it I know you think you can do it but we don't need to risk it right now. So sit over there. And he was right. Like I guess I'm glad, I'm glad he was there to do that. Cause like I could deck when, especially when wrestling's involved, I can, I can get carried away.
0: Absolutely. And I'm sure, I'm sure that he was there. I mean, he was there in spirit of Mrs. Hitchman to make sure that nothing else got worse. So he was probably <laughs> more concerned about if he had to call her and say, so he decided to do something in the, and he shouldn't have done. And now he's, and she would have been on the next plane to smack both of you. She absolutely yeah. would have.
1: yeah i think you i think you're right there actually (laughs) yeah
0: that's that's probably what it was i mean he was definitely concerned for his friend but he was more concerned about what may happen if (laughs) this is going down so that's for sure um so nxt uk great you know great run uh you guys left a body of work that is easily accessible uh now and forever under, uh, under a lot of platforms yep even though it was cut short and I don't think it ever reached its full peak or or its full potential of what it could have been. There definitely was a lot of memorable moments and some great stars came out of there. And a lot of you guys became, you know, household names. Uh, Mm -hmm. What was your fondest memory of NXT UK or what is the, I mean, obviously I know you're proud of that dog collar match. We talked about it off camera numerous times, but any other moments or memories stick out to you of something that you know that that was a cool moment or I'm
1: proud of that work that I did there. I'm I'm just proud. I, I'll be honest, like I don't want this to sound like a cobalt answer, but I am proud of my of what I did there. Um I feel like as I was there, and the more I did, the more work I did, the more training, et cetera, I felt like I gained the trust and kind of the the trust and a little bit of respect of people who kind of work behind the scenes if they were not familiar with my stuff beforehand, they seen my stuff and it was like, Okay, well he's he's good, he works hard, he, he's getting it, you know. Um so that is the main thing. I really enjoyed tagging with Primate. Um that was that was a highlight. Like I really enjoyed working with Imperium and when they were there, I worked uh with Gallus. you know. Like I said, I'm very proud of the entire thing and I'm very proud of NXT UK as a whole, with what we achieved and some of the matches that, that went out of there. Um when we were at the PC once, uh uh Mr. Regal was a saying about how he believes going forward that people are going to look back at some NXT UK matches, like some people would look back at the WCW Cruiserweight matches, not maybe not appreciated in the time as much as they probably should be. But when you look back and you think, "Oh shit, that was that was good," you know, and then it's like, and I do I do believe that I do believe we were putting on as a as a brand as a whole. I think some of the matches we were putting on were outstanding, world class, and could and could uh, stand there with anyone. I I agree. I think a
0: lot of the matches will age like a fine wine. I tuned into NXT UK as much as I possibly could, and when I couldn't, that was a great thing about the network. You could always catch up. There was it was mm-hmm. very easily accessible to catch up. You miss a few weeks. Oh, cool! I got a Saturday off for like four hours. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to have it on the background. I'm going to do my stuff and catch up. And you know what? It never disappointed. It always, to me, it hit different. And if NXT uh, Europe comes to, you know, fruition and it actually becomes a thing, to think of the matchups and the stars we could see from different continents around Mm -hmm. Europe would be Mm -hmm. absolutely amazing. And I think it would be foolish for them not to bring back some of those NXT UK guys because most of you were staples. Most of you were given a shot and an opportunity to be like, listen, you got to understand that we're trying to build this brand out here But these North American fans, I'll be honest with you, North American fans over here, as much as we pride ourselves for being the best wrestling fans, we are fickle as fuck. We complain about everything and we have appreciation for nothing. It doesn't (laughs) It absolutely doesn't. It doesn't matter what you did yesterday because we only care about what you did today. It doesn't Mm matter what we... now, Now, that's true and untrue in some ways. Like you said, a lot of matches, they age like a fine wine, they get better with time. You look back at Halloween Havoc, Rey Mysterio, one of the best matches of all time, and I, I'll put that up to anybody. And that that outfit, that jumpsuit that he wore, is so iconic. I mean, I have the action figure with that purple outfit. Like, that's a match
1: in time, a moment in time. That that one's interesting though, right? Because how, when did that become one of the regarded as one of the best matches of all time? I I didn't watch it at the time. I wasn't watching WWE at the time. But was it regarded as one of the best matches of all time when it happened? I I I could be wrong, but I don't think so. No. It's only when, you know, the people in the know start, you know, maybe wrestlers start going, this is class, this is class, and just keeps on getting thrown at you. And then you see it and then you realize, holy fuck, that was insane. And then, then people are getting gear based off what people, what way, off what Eddie and Ray wore in that match. You know, it's so, wrestling's so interesting like that, isn't it? Like a great match doesn't always become, isn't always a great match when it happens. That match becomes great over time because of the 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 myth kind of not, not myth uh, that's a that's a wrong word the, do you I mean the, the legacy the, old, the urban legend the, of it yeah. yes the legend of that match just, be, just grows and grows and grows over time but then matches like that match you just talked about Ray and Eddie when you do watch that back it holds up mm-hmm. oh yeah it holds up massively
0: oh yeah another match that holds up for me all the time I watch it every year uh, the day Wrestlemania day I always go back to this match Wrestlemania 10 Red Hart versus Owen Hart, brother versus brother. That is one of my all-time favorite matches. And I've watched that match a thousand times, Hitchman, a thousand Mm -hmm. times. And you know what? I still, to this day, I always find something different, something I didn't see before or something I forgot about. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot that that happened. That's amazing. You know what I mean? Matches like that, when they can stand the test of time and storytelling, that's Mm -hmm. when it hits different, man. And that's what, if you're not a wrestling fan, You don't get it. You don't get the storytelling that's being told. Oh, it's just, it's just two guys in a ring. No, no. It's so much more than that. It's so much more than two guys or two girls or Mm -hmm. there's, there's a story with no, I call it, I call it the great dance because when you find that fight forever partner or you find that, that partner that you have that chemistry with, Mm -hmm. like you said, it hits different. I think I do think, and it's not because you're on my show and I'm not kissing your ass. I'm being honest with you. I think that dog collar match will be one of those matches that grows through the ages I Thank absolutely you. do. I think you, you and Eddie, you guys absolutely killed it. And you know what? I, uh, I was. I'm not going to lie. If Eddie was here, I would say this in front of him. I was pulling for you. I think a lot of fans were pulling for you in that story because Eddie was. Just, <laughs> Eddie was
1: just such a. He was uh, Eddie was a dick. That story. Eddie Eddie, was, Eddie Eddie can be a piece of shit when he wants to. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, and he was for, He was operating on peak level piece of shit. <laughs> yeah he was yeah, he, he absolutely yes. was
0: and you know what good on you good on you if, if he ever if he ever steps out of line again like if you guys are ever back at Battle large and you're coaching again and he's like hey hitchman take it easy you'll be like listen i packed a dog collar all the time we can go we can go again we i have it with me we can go again don't you We're don't you step out of line <laughs> so William Regal, you talked about that. We know he is a, an iconic wrestling mind. He is a wrestling mind. There'll never be another wrestling mind like him. You look at minds in the business, he stands up there with the test of time. His ability to pull the best out of you, pull something out of you that you never thought was possible. Uh, and I know that he he worked with a lot of you guys over there. NXT UK was, was something he took a lot of pride in because it was something he wanted to build and he did build it. He did help build it extremely well. Yeah. Do you have a moment or a, a memory or a funny anecdote, something that happened with William Regal and you that you know is something that you look back and you're like, that was
1: just, that was just, that was so cool. I mean, the, the so when uh, he first started coming over to help with us, I think we were like, uh, we were all a good couple of years in before he made the trip over. I can't remember why, but uh, first couple of years, maybe first two years was. The coaches were Robbie Brookside and Johnny Moss, who were absolutely incredible British professional wrestlers, right? And I that, like that's the best coaching, the best uh the best learning experience I've had ever had in wrestling. And then started coming over and he would talk to all of us. Like we'd have we'd be split into different groups, um, and we'd be we'd be in-ring practicing and stuff like that, and uh running drills, and then he would come over and just kind of watch sit there and then critique and speak afterwards. And then we'd watch our matches back and he would then uh, talk about the matches. We'd watch old world of sport matches or British matches and he would start, he'd talk about like old times and like his, his beliefs about wrestling and what should and shouldn't, shouldn't happen. And there's nothing, nothing specific, but the best, like just having him around and having his mindset and his advice on everything uh, and how he believe wrestling should be was just invaluable. Like us in that, like like I, I love NXT UK. I love being there, and I'm so thankful to be able to be exposed to that. The incredible wrestling minds that they have there. Then you have got your Shawn Michaels as well, you know, which is another level of in-ring psychology, but. Yeah, like the there's I, honestly there was I remember him talking before he went he spent about half an hour talking about why pins are important and why certain and why you have to pin in a certain way and why doing it this way is good, doing it this way doesn't make sense. And and that stick that stuck with me. And that's stuff that I try and uh move at sort of I push to my students now with New Wave pins, making things matter, not doing things for the sake of doing it. You know, all, all these things that would seem like common sense, but unless you're told it by someone who knows, mm-hmm. it's not confirmed, if that makes sense. It absolutely does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it absolutely does. That's See, it's it's stuff like
0: that that you hear is, is so cool because it's a small detail in a match. I mean, yes, it is the culmination of every match. That pin is so important. But just to hear how he spent 30 minutes telling you about why that culmination point why that pin is so effective because a pin draws out so much emotion i mean you think of one of the greatest pins of all time brock Lesnar breaking the street streak on the undertaker we still see those faces of people mm-hmm. like you know like a pin can change the complexity of a crowd in an instant if they're going for one guy and then the pin happens and it's the other guy that wins or the other girl that wins or whatever you're just sitting there going oh fuck the air just got sucked out of this room because
1: people are but so the, exe- so the, execution of, but the execution of the pin as well, right? If you you down someone, you down someone with a big move, and you just lie on this, lie on their belly. Why, why should I care? Like you, you obviously, so you don't know how to pin pin a person then because you win. You pin the shoulders to the mat. So if you're not covering the shoulders, are you really pinning? Are you really pinning someone? If you don't attempt to cover the shoulders, do you really give a shit about winning? If, you, if you're if you hooking a leg and you don't hook a leg while covering the shoulders, does it really make a fucking difference? You know, do, like, do, do you want to win? Do I If I'm watching you, do I care about you wanting to win? Because you clearly don't care about winning because that pin is crap. Right? <laughs> like, right? And we go into, we going into the details now. Where right? I don't think we've got enough time to talk about all this in depth. <laughs> shit, like I, said, I'll, I will talk utter, utter shit for hours about it. <laughs>
0: absolutely absolutely and it's but it is but just to my point those small details matter and they really do change the complexity of the story that you're trying to tell in the ring mm-hmm. um i i i uh I, I do have to ask this if um if nxt europe does come to fruition and the opportunity to go back is because when you when you're in the wwe machine in a lot of ways uh you are like you said you're blessed with job security you're blessed with the contract you're blessed with those guaranteed you funds sound oh can you hear me again <sighs> hey can you hear me now can you hear me hello man come on still still can't hear you can you hear me can you hear me, <clears throat> you hear me now no yes yeah. I go all I right. go there we go all right so um when you're in the wwe bubble yeah. you can you're blessed with a lot of things job security uh, uh every day you know where you're going and what you're doing but then there's that unsure. then sometimes you can get lost in the shuffle if that makes sense Being in the WWE machine, a lot of people say it's a blessing, but it also could be a curse. If you're no longer in the WWE machine, it's hard to get back to that same pinnacle of success. Would you say that that is a true scenario? So what's the scenario? The fact that you're no longer in the WWE machine, but you're still achieving success now. Would you say that some people say that when you're no longer in the WWE machine, it's hard to still find work after? Because a lot of people are like, oh, he's a WWE guy. He was booked. But it's,
1: it is it is a blessing, but it also could be a curse. Is that well I, mean, like, it's, I feel like if you're in WWE, you find success within WWE, right? Correct. If you're not in WWE, then you find success in independent professional wrestling. Um, uh, I mean, you could. there is a danger of getting lost in a shuffle if you are there. There's also a danger of getting lost in a shuffle if you aren't there on the independence um granted one is more up to you than the other but at the end of the day it does come down to promoters want to use you the promoters not want to use you the writers want to use you do they not want to write do they not want to use you do you know what I mean so as much as I see what you're saying I feel like it is a little bit even whichever way you, you know whichever one you're in um that's my take on it anyway, you know. I think I feel like I I don't ever really want to blame someone else for my lack of success, really. Like I if I don't if I don't get to that point where I want to be, ultimately it is down to me in some form or fashion. Because I don't feel like putting the blame outwards is helps anyone. If I want to improve and I really want to improve and I really want to get better, there's multiple things I can do to do that. You know, I can get in better shape. I could change my style a little bit. I could change my look a little bit, and that's WWE. All outside WWE, I don't think it matters where you are. Wrestling's wrestling, um, and if someone sees something in you, they will use you. If they don't, they they won't.
0: You know, it's it's the answer I knew I was going to get,
1: and it's the simplest answer,
0: and it's the right answer. So thank you for that. Um, but NXT Europe, if it does come to fruition, and there's an opportunity to go back and you know you you get reached out and you get contact again would you go back
1: i mean i'd speak to him i don't know you don't know what you don't know the situation you don't know what life is going to be like should that question be be thrown at you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know so i, I don't i don't want to say i don't want to say either way because mm-hmm. i don't know absolutely
0: but thinking of all the matchups from all different wrestlers around, like I mean, Europe—the wrestling scene over in Europe is phenomenal. It really is. I've never been over there, but I've had wrestlers from here go over there, and going over to Germany, going over to Spain, going over to every different part. Just thinking of the matchups in my head of what could happen. Oh man, it's 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 very cool as a wrestling fan. It's almost like that forbidden door of Europe to see you know those UK guys going up against the Italian guys, going up against Spanish guys, going up against all over the it, it, the matchups that can happen would be absolutely insane and the knowledge base that you have
1: it would be incredible absolutely incredible i totally, totally agree we got some mad talent in this country in this country and europe at the minute um and i feel like since nxt uk guys have kind of gone away and new crop of people have come up and now we're back we're kind of in amongst in amongst it mixing about, mix around with those talents and now the yeah like the everything's just up here is fucking great at the minute you know Absolutely. Did was there ever a lull uh, with the uh, the British
0: wrestling scene uh, or the UK wrestling scene, like there was here in North America for a minute? There was a little bit of a lull. It kind of subsided wrestling for a bit, and then it picked back up again. Is that, did that happen over there as well, or has it
1: always been kind of strong? I think it definitely. There probably was. A, I think there was a lull when uh, some of us in NXT UK were restricted from working certain places because then the people who were kind of on the top of the scene weren't. So then it kind of affected certain things. But I think uh, since then, like I said earlier, all the talent has gone up, you know, and the the spaces at the top that were empty have now been filled and now people have come back and there's more people at the top, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's all about
0: chasing. It's all about chasing for that top spot. Um, I know that you and Pete Dunn behind the scenes you guys are you're running the same circles and you guys are friend what do you think about the success that he's getting over there i mean the brawling brutes it's amazing i'm not i'll be honest with you i'm not a big fan of the butch thing they should have let him just stay with the bruiser weight, but i'm not creative i'm not and i'm not asking your opinion on butch uh the name butch but what do you think of pete dunn and the success that he's having over there
1: i mean he is fucking killing it and he deserves every bit of success that he gets um Very few people in wrestling that I've met work as hard as him and worked as hard as him early on to get to where he is now. And he's just, well, every time I see him, every time I know he's having a match, i will go on my way to watch that match because I know he's going to be class. One of my favourite matches I've seen him have, this is NXT when he was beat done, him and um, Finn Balor from, I think it was like, no I don't think there was any fans there if it was there was like maybe the performance center people there but that was like fuck what a, what a, what a match what a match and he's like yeah like I say, I just think it's this is class this is class but see him when he made fucking rock up uh rock up on WWE pay-per-views and stuff like that rock up on Raw rock up on Smackdown regular on Smackdown I think he's in Smackdown Open mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fucking wild yeah, it is. Like I said, he's, he's getting everything he deserves. He's fucking class. And he's, you know, he deserves that ammo. Absolutely.
0: 150%. Like I said, I just wish they would have let the Pete Dunn Bruiserway character. Actually, some of my favorite matches were when he, he was with uh, Matt Riddle. When they were, when they oh, were, yeah, yeah, yeah. they were so good, man. They were the coming Yeah, though, yeah, no, they were so good. They were absolutely so good. You're right. He's absolutely class yeah. and stuff like that. And everything he's earned for, he's getting. And I guess that seeing the success that he's getting, I mean, that rubbed off on all you guys, right? Like, if he can if he can go to the main show, we can make NXT something special, NXT UK something special, and we can all go to that main show. And I think you guys, like I said, I think NXT UK, uh, it will age like a fine wine, and it'll, it'll get better over time. And uh, that's a credit to all of you guys over there because you all busted your ass. And um, you. is, is there anybody on the NXT UK roster that you never got a chance to work with that you wish you could have
1: while you were there? Ilya. Yeah. Ilya Dragunov. I never... Never got a chance to work. I work, I did some... We we have worked together in, like, training. We've done... We, like, worked around together, but we've never done anything. about the bell. To bell. Mm-hmm. And that's one that I'd like, really like to do. Yeah. That would have been fire. So him...
0: Uh, I think I wrestled
1: everyone else. I, I'm pretty sure you have. Over you actually... The year. You have Over the year. Because most of us we're all on that roster kind of started around the same time so when we were all kind of learning to wrestle and going around the scene going up and down the country and stuff we kind of met each other then so we kind of all knew we like i've worked with mark coffee joe coffee wolfgang No, I'm da. i've never uh never wrestled and i'd like to wrestle no, I'm da. so i think my top two would be noam and Elia. I think those are two excellent choices. I, and I think those both those matches, you guys
0: would tell some one hell of a story. Absolutely one hell of a story. Now, because you're in the scene over there and you're with the coaching and stuff like that. Is there anybody in the, the UK scene right now that you think wrestling fans over here should pay a little bit of attention to? Anybody that you see that could be a big household name given the opportunities?
1: Well, yes. So, you know, OJMO,
0: Michael Oku and heard- Justin.
1: Been- just he was just in PWG, mm-hmm. um, yep. uh, Battle of Los Angeles. He is he's a fantastic talent. Uh, you got Connor Mills, uh, Leon Slater is doing some stuff with GCW. I'm sure he, a lot of people know who he is by now. He's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah! So young, so young as well, and so talented. Um, we got a boy uh, training with us now called James Ellis, Welsh boy. Um, there's da, 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 you got Danny Jones, we've done some stuff for them next to UK. Uh, Bronco Brendan White, uh, those two tag together and they're doing a lot of stuff. They are very, very busy at the minute doing a lot of stuff. They are rev pro tag champions, they are right at Cabaret champions. They've just been over at WXW. did a weekend tour in Germany. Um, Nico Angelo is another one from Wales. We're blowing up a little bit over here. Um hoo, hoo, hoo. there there is a lot. I could be naming these for quite some time. There's another one who deserves a shout out called um his wrestling name is Splits McPins. Um he's a attack original. Does like a he's like a luchador like a bowling luchador. I like that. But he's very, very good and he has cardio for days. he's he's good. I, I hope he gets more chances to kind of break out and show his stuff because he's he's fantastic. Um, I wrestled uh, a lad called Shane Hooker the other yes. day. He was really, really young um, at New Wave. And he is going to be fantastic. Um, he's so athletic. He, um, I remember the, the, this boy in particular, he dropped myself, Flash and Webster, Mark Andrews, a message on Twitter a couple of years ago, uh, before COVID and stuff. And he asked, about training, and he, and he sent us some clips, and it was him in, uh, in. I think his dad owns like a theater, but he was in a, in this theater. He had like mats on the floor, and he was doing mad flips off this like theater stage onto these things. He's climbing up ladders, and he was jumping on onto these things, and he was like throwing, showing us these clips, and we were like, "Holy shit! <laughs> One, this is wild. Two, he needs to be careful because he's really young, and he's jumping off fucking balconies onto you know wherever." um but because a lot of us kind of started backyarding and kind of doing it for ourselves because there was no real any there was no any there's not a scene in wales and we didn't really know where we could train or what or how to get into pro so we just kind of did it ourselves because we wanted to wrestle when we saw that we were like oh fuck this is quite familiar right and then we said we just messaged him and just i remember saying to him like this is you know find a find a reputable school when you're when you turn 18 because he was really young at the time. So, Find a good school, da, 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 and then, you know, wherever. Um, and I wasn't really running the school at that point. Uh, and then to come fast forward a couple of years, and I'm wrestling him on on one of the sh- on one of the shows of the academies that I'm a coach of, and to and for him to do so well and be so athletic and kind of do all this mad stuff was real, really cool. And um, I think he's one to look out for we've got a numerous, numerous bunch of, I'm just going to, I'm going to have to narrow it down to new wave and Welsh because I will be all over the UK. Right. But honestly, anyone coming from new wave, they are going to be good. Right. They are going to be good. Trust me on that. Um, cause you know, they've had the right training and they've been exposed to a lot of different styles. Um, Brendan, Dan, myself, Mark Andrews, we all kind of do bits and pieces. there. Nico Angelo, jumps in as well so they've got a range of crap they got grappling they got brawling they got high flying they got all this stuff with a mix of good psychology on and all this so anyone from this school is going to be fucking sick
0: absolutely and hey, a very long-winded answer i apologize <laughs> hey i was i was okay with the long-winded answer because some of those names that you did mention i did know but some you didn't some you did mention i didn't know so once we hop off i'm gonna have to start you know internet creeping and look at people. Yeah, off, and I'm,
1: I'm, sure, I'm sure I've missed a load out as well. I'm sure I've missed a load. Um, so if anyone listens to this and I haven't named you and you're on that and you're on that level, I apologize. But there's a lot of fucking people in this country who are wicked right now. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. Absolutely. Listen, the the
0: long the the long the answer was long, but it was perfect because it basically says that the scene over there is incredibly healthy and we're gonna have a lot of great talent for a very long time. So that's incredible. And you also gave some great advice that a lot of wrestlers that I've interviewed have given, which is, um, uh, you know, find that reputable school, find that school that is going to take your, is going to, is going to give you the knowledge and make sure you're able to do this safely, take care of yourself and take care of the other person in the ring because safety first. And, uh, you know, I've seen, I've seen a lot of bad, I've seen a lot of bad things
1: happen when guys aren't properly trained and it's unfortunate. I mean, off, the, off the back of that as well. If you are a student, and you are looking and you, sorry, if you are a prospective student and you're looking to get into wrestling, Reputable school. Who who have they produced? Mm. Who are the trainers and what do the trainers do? On a what have they done? Right. See what they because that's these are the important things, right? If people are train I don't like if a trainer is working around the country on a regular basis every every weekend, three times a weekend, wherever, and they're doing well, they're working for good promotions. That to me says like I'll fucking I'll train with that person if they if they have. 15 years if they say i've been wrestling for 15 years okay sick what we've we done for 15 years look into them because a lot of people will say i've been wrestling for 15 years and they've had one match every year right that some to some people that class that is that right or they're working in front of no or they're wrestling in front of nobody right so it's very important for safety and just not throw your money away look into who's training people who where do you you know bit of common sense when you're really looking really look into it you
0: know absolutely no you're 100% right look into the school look into the trainers look into who they produce and make sure that that's a comfortable environment for you because you have to be comfortable as well so that's a great absolutely. thing and I think I think that's an incredible way to end this conversation uh while boar was an honor to speak with you you're an incredible talent you're an amazing person I know we had some inter- some internet issues on my end but hey we made it through and it was we perfect got
1: it. we got it We got it. I appreciate you having me on. It was really good fun. Really good uh, fun to catch up with you again.
0: Absolutely. And listen, don't be a stranger. You're part of the Straight Talk family, my friend. Anytime you want to come back, you got something to promote. Please, by all means, I would love to have you back on the show. Before you leave, if anybody's not following the journey that is Wild Boar, I don't know why. They're stupid. But please, shout out your socials so everyone can
1: keep tabs on everything that Wild Boar Hitchman is doing. I don't know my socials off by heart. However, <laughs> if you go on Instagram, you go on Twitter, or you go on Facebook, and you look for Wild Boar, Wild Boar Mike Hitchman, Wild Boar Hitchman, Wild Boar Hitch, Yeah, I think, it's Twitter actually. Yeah. Anyway, if you look for Hitchman and Wild Boar in the search thing, you will probably find me. There you go, that's <laughs> perfect. I love that. I don't know my socials, but look for these
0: things and you'll find me. Just keywords, guys, keywords. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wild Boar Mike Hitchman, thank you so much, man. It was an honor to catch up with you again. Honored to speak with you again honor to get that knowledge from you because man you're filled with knowledge and i can't wait to see you in person again and next time i do i have to get a photo to add you on the wall
1: yeah man Absolutely.
0: 100%. all right guys that's it for this one peace love and wrestling we'll see you next week peace
1: Leaving the scene with no trace, none in my league You out of place, I'm not at the top, I'm out of space we Can't eat with us, we're out of place I'm doing fine, I'm feeling great You're not my fan, you can't relate Straight out going state to state